Moore's, uh, Mrs. Moore's 100-year-old grandmother went home to be with the Lord this week. Yep, remember she just talked about that not too long ago in a sermon, didn't she? That her grandma was 100 years old. And uh, she went home to be with the Lord. And uh, Brother Moore went there to uh, uh, do the memorial and the, the uh, funeral services today with her. And so that's where they, that's what they did today. And so, uh, right? So here we are. And uh, they're, they're, they're always hooked. You know what? I always know that they're hooked. And that, that always helps me. So glory to God. We'll have a good service tonight. We're going to have a healing service tonight. People are going to get healed tonight. Here in the building, here there in Sarasota. Sarasota with us tonight? Sarasota? Can we see Sarasota? There they are. Look at them. Wow, they're as pretty as we are. Yeah, we're a pretty bunch. That's all there is to it. Getting prettier. Glory to God. But uh, the people on the internet will be hooked. We're going to have people healed. You know, last week Mrs. Moore uh, talked about healing and Brother Moore. Uh, both of them spoke on healing. Uh, it's, you know, a long time ago uh, we taught Bible studies. It was Rick's fault. But we taught lots of them. We'd get involved in one. Somebody would say, hey, let's have one on this night. Next thing we know, we had one almost every night of the week at one point. And, uh, you know, one of the main questions that we got was, why do you guys talk about healing so much? And, you know, I don't know that we had a good answer for it, but Brother Moore answered it for me one day. He said, it's really close to God's heart. Healing is very close to God's heart. And you can look at that through the ministry of Jesus. The ministry of Jesus, if you look at the four Gospels, was based on healing. I mean, you, you look at what he did, and time after time, he's, he's, he's healing the blind. He's, he's healing the lady with the issue of blood. It's about healing. Yeah. Amen. Amen? It's very close to the heart of God. And you know why? It's because we're not supposed to be sick. Right? He didn't create us to be sick. He created us to be well. In the, in the beginning, it didn't say He created Adam and Eve and they had a cough. Right? And they had to prepare every year for flu season. Right? No, He created us perfect. And He created us to be perfect. Sin, we lost some of that in the fall. And Jesus got it back for us. Jesus got it back for us. He restored us. Amen? He recovered us. He restored us. You know what we're going to call the, tonight's message? We're going to call it the three R's of healing. You know what? Three, um, there's a lot more, actually, because as I was studying, I came up with more. But the three I came up were, with was remove, restore, and recover. Remove. You want to hear the definition of remove? Cause something to no longer exist. That's a good definition of remove. You want to hear a verse on remove? Let's, let me give you a verse here. Verse on remove. How about um, Psalm 103, verse 12? Psalm 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, <laughs> so far has He removed our transgressions from us. Glory to God. How many were here last Friday night? Mrs. Moore preached on the man in the bed and, the, and, and Jesus said, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. How far was his transgression removed? As far as the east was from the west and he was as healed as he was forgiven. Get that CD if you don't have it. 
That's a word from the Lord. Amen? Our transgressions are removed. He removes things that block Him from getting to us. Amen? And then He removes things that ain't supposed to be there anymore. Amen? How many know He can remove tumors? He can remove sickness. He can, he can remove things that don't belong to us. Amen? You want to hear a definition of restore? Restore. Here's the best one of the three that I got. It says, return something back to its original condition. Return it back. In other words, when God brings you, heals you, He doesn't take something, He doesn't put in any brand new rebuilt parts. He returns them to their original condition, which was perfect. Amen? Which was perfect. You know, a lot of people trying to get new things. God doesn't need new things. He built it perfect to start with. He just fixes what we broke with sin. Amen? He, he doesn't need, you know, now if you, he, he heals the maimed. You lost a part. He can, he can grow new parts. He's God. He can make new parts. But He makes good parts to start with. Amen? He makes good parts to start with. Recover. Recover means to regain possession, get back, recoup, repossess. Here's a good way to put it. Let me find it. Yeah, <laughs> what was lost or stolen. Amen. To repossess, gain back possession of what was lost or stolen. Health has been ours since the very beginning. And Jesus went to the cross. He died and, and bore, our, bore stripes on His back to regain possession of our healing. He regained possession and then gave it to us. He said, I did this for you. By His stripes, we were healed. Amen? He regained this for us. Glory to God. You want to look at some of these things? I think it's a good thing to look at. I enjoyed looking at it today. I think you'll enjoy looking at it with me today. You guys with me? Everybody happy? All right, open your Bibles to uh, Matthew 9. We'll start there. Matthew 9. How, How far are your sins removed from you? East is from the west. That's a long ways, isn't it? And you know, no matter how far you get, you can go further. That's called true pardoned. In other words, you don't even own those anymore. They, they can't even list those under your name. Like if somebody says, well, he did this, and God looks and he says, no, there's nothing under his name. He's not guilty. He's, he's got no charges pending. He's got no charges against him. And he's got no prior convictions. So I know he was in jail. He's got no prior convictions. Amen? No prior convictions means you are free, free, free. Right? I don't care what anybody else says. God says you're free. So we're going to recover, restore. We're going to get back some of the things that God got for us. Amen? And some of the things that the devil tried to take from us. Remember, remember what uh, happened with uh, David at Ziklag, right? All, all his family, every, everything they had, got taken away. And God said, He said, "Should we chase him down?" And he said, "Yeah, and recover all." God's into recovering all. But, but David was the one that went and recovered all. 
Right? David did the recovering. God told him he could, and he did it. Right? Recovering, recovery is so much more than, than what we make it, because a lot of times we're out there trying to get something new, and God's saying recover it. You don't need, it. You don't need something new. You already had the best. Amen? We already had health. We don't need new health. We had health. We, we can recover. Our bodies are made just in the natural to recover. And then He quickens our mortal bodies. Right? So that we can recover even faster. But we're made to recover. Amen? We are created to recover. Glory to God. Did I say go Matthew 9? Matthew 9 verse 27 says, When Jesus departed thence. I wonder where thence is. King James might have had a lisp. (laughs) All right, we won't do that anymore. (laughs) When Jesus departed, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. These are two blind men. How do they even know he is? Well, they were told he was coming. Well, who were they already believing in? They'd already put their faith in who he said he was. Amen? Not, not, just, not just that he might be. They said, this is him. They said, Son of David, have mercy on us. They immediately go to who He is. And you know, so many times, that's, that, that's the first thing we've got to do to begin our recovery of what we're going to get back. We've got to recognize who He is. Amen. Because, he, who, because of who He is, is, is why we are who we are. Yeah. Did that make sense? Because of who Jesus is, is what made us to be who we are. And when we recognize Him as who He is, the Savior of the world, the One that came to take away our sins and to make us whole and righteous, to make us and give us the ability to be healed. Yes. You know, people say, well, I've just known some awful good people that didn't get healed. That, we, we can't, if you go, are you going to believe that stuff or the Word? We got choices here. You know, the Word of God's true. You don't know what happened in those situations. Right? And if you did know, it wouldn't help you. Right? What if these guys would have said, you know, we've cried out to a thousand people to heal us. What makes us think that this Jesus guy is going to do it? Huh? They could have said that. They could have had all the tradition in the world. You know, we've tried and tried. We've done everything. We've done everything right. We still, even though even though we can't see, we go to temple every week. We sit on the front row at temple. Quote our scriptures. Did you know that none of that is is going to help you recover? Not if you're just doing it by rote. You know, because this is what you're supposed to do to get your healing. This is what you're supposed to do to get your healing. Believe in the Son of David that have mercy on you. To love you and have compassion on you. This is how you get your healing. It's it's not a recipe. Right? He's already mixed everything up in your favor and got healing for you. We're not looking for a recipe. We're calling on the name of God. Amen? Yes, sir. 
And when we call on the name of God and ask for mercy, and we're and you never know, say, "Well, do I need mercy? Have I done wrong?" It's this is compassion. They're asking. They're calling on the very love of God, and they're saying, "Have mercy on me." In other words, do what your love does. <laughs> that's what that's what they're saying. Could you do what your love? You know, in today's language, they'd say, "Show me some love, Jesus." And you can't ask God to show you some love without getting some love. Amen? Why? Because He is love. And they said, show me some mercy. They said, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. And when He was coming to the house, the blind men came to Him. And Jesus said to them, believe you that I am able to do this? So He wanted to know what they believed. They weren't, you're not just calling on me. Do you believe I can do this? Amen? You know, a lot of people call on Him, but do they believe He can do it? Or do they believe He will do it? There's a lot of, there's a lot of variables next. And He said, do you believe I can do this? And they answered immediately. And you know, and, and don't get me wrong, you could have a thousand people and ask them this question, and, and a lot of them would say yes. But their heart's getting ready to get revealed. It's not just the yes you say, it's what happens after the yes that decides where your faith was. Amen? Because you're not just getting ready to see the power of God, you're getting ready to see what they truly believed. Amen? They say, well, no, you're getting ready to see the power of God. No, you're getting ready to see what they believed. Right? When we call unto the Lord in faith, you're getting ready to see exactly what you believe. Amen? If you believe He's the Son of David that's going to have mercy on you and heal your body, if you believe that with all your heart and without any doubt, know that's what's getting ready to happen in your life. That's what's getting ready to happen in your life. Amen? They said unto Him, Yea, Lord. (laughs) They, They were pretty confident, weren't they? We'll find out how confident they were. He touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, according to your faith, be it unto you. What's he saying? Whatever your faith can grab hold of, get it right now. (laughs) Their faith could grab hold of a whole lot. Because he said, according to your faith, be it done unto you. Amen? It's not a question of how much God wants you well. Right? Right? We know God wants us well. He sent Jesus to to bear stripes on His back to restore our salvation. Salvation means healing, prosperity. It's the whole package. Amen? He sent Jesus. He so loved you that He wanted you well. Amen? He so loved the world that He healed them. Amen? Isn't that what it says in Psalm 107, verse 20? He sent His Word and healed them and save them from all their destructions? Yes. All their destructions. That's right. People say, well, you don't know what I've done. I, you know, I've done a lot of things to my body. And, and, you know, I've taken these things, and I did this, and when I was young, I was stupid. And, you know, it says He'll save you from all your destructions. Your destructions. Everything you did, doesn't matter. He came to heal us. He wants us healed. We, we need to get the realization that these are more than words. They are God's desires. 
They are God's desires. When he said, I sent my word and healed you, he's smiling. He said, I sent my word and I healed you. I healed you. And that no matter what the devil tries to do, no matter what you've tried to do to mess it up, you can't mess it up. I've healed you. And if you'll grab hold of it and make my desire your desire, you'll be whole. Amen? It makes God happy when we are well. Amen? It glorifies the Father when His children are well. Amen? And He wants us well. And He touched their eyes and He said, according to your faith. In other words, you believe I can do this. Well, according to your faith, have it. Have just what you believe today. Glory to God. Makes you want to believe more, doesn't it? Yes. Huh? It may, it, you know, because sometimes we get caught up in this, in this half-flesh, half-spiritual world, and, and we've got the Bible that we're calling them stories, and they're not stories, they're events. Right? Did you read that Bible story? That's not a story. That's an event. That's, that was a true happening, and when God spoke, things happened. Amen? It's not the story of creation. It's the actual, it's the event. Make the movie now. This is what happened. When God said light be, guess what? It got really bright. Huh? These aren't just stories. And when God says, I sent my son, I sent the word to heal you, it's as strong as light be. And when we make it just that strong, Sickness and disease will have no place in our life. Amen? That's how strong His Word needs to be to us. It's that strong. And it was that strong to these guys. He said, according to your faith, be it unto... And, that, and their eyes were brand new. Is that what it says? Got new eyes. Didn't get new eyes, did they? Their eyes started working. Why? Because God doesn't create junk. He removed whatever it was that was keeping their eyes from working right. You know, there's many things in our body that we're trying to get, God, just take that away. God don't want to take that away. He wants to fix what's there. Right? You don't need a new stomach. He'll fix the one you got. He made it perfect to start with. Right? The doctor said, well, your heart was too small and this didn't do this. And It doesn't matter. God created your heart. He'll fix it. He doesn't need to put a new heart in you. He'll fix the one you got. Won't He, Doc? He'll fix the one you got. Thank you, Lord. And it'll be a new heart. It'll be the one that He wanted you to have to start with. You know, people, that's the thing. These people, they didn't get new eyes. God doesn't create junk. You know, I had, a, I had a Bible school teacher when I was in the third grade, I think, maybe, maybe second. And, and I don't even know that she said it, but I still remember it to this day. She said, God can create nothing less than perfect. Glory to God. That was at a General Baptist. <laughs> yeah. Bible school. Vacation Bible school. Glory to God. Stuck with me all my life because every time I saw something didn't look look perfect, I'm like, okay, well, I know God created the people. He doesn't create the imperfections. 
Those are the things we lost. He wants us to regain the healing. Amen? Sickness, disease, blindness. Think about, okay, go to Exodus. Let's, let's go. Let's, there's no reason to try and stick with the direction of the notes because that doesn't work. Let's just go a different direction right now. Exodus 4. You know, this is where people get confused because they, they take scriptures in the Bible and if they don't understand them, then they still try to believe what they think they understand. Right? Does that make sense? You ever done that? I've done it. And then God later will show it to me through somebody else. I go, wow, all these years I've been messed up and I could have been having good stuff and I've been having this. And what it's called is you've been having tradition. Because tradition is making the, taking the Word making it say what you want it to say so that you can justify what you believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of like that, something like that. Exodus 4.11 this is after Moses was talking, he said, and God said, you know, you go talk to Pharaoh. And Moses said, I'm slow of speech. He said, I, I can't talk to Pharaoh. <laughs> right? What did God say to him? The Lord said unto him, who's made man's mouth? Huh? Or who make the dumb man's mouth? Is that what it says? That's exactly what it says. It says, who makes the dumb man's mouth? It doesn't say who made him dumb. It doesn't say who created dumbness, who created blindness. That's not the question he asked. He said, who made the dumb man's mouth? Huh? Who, who made the blind man's eyes? God made them. And he said, if I made them, I know how they work. Huh? He said, I made them. See, people have taken this and said, well, see, it says right there that God made him dumb. He does not say that God made him dumb. It said that God made the man. There's not a person on this planet that God didn't make. The devil, guess what? Here's a newsflash. The devil can't make things. He can only pervert things that are made. Amen? (laughs) Things that we lost or things... That we that were that were messed up that were, that needed to be restored happened in the fall. Happened through sin. God didn't create dumbness, but He did create the man that couldn't talk. He didn't create him not to talk, but He created him. And He knows how His mouth works, and He can make him talk. And that's what He was saying to Moses. He said, "I know how your mouth works." And I can make you talk. You reckon Moses believed him after he said it that way? But see, when we take that and we say, then we get confused. Well, wait a second. God creates people who can't talk? Or God God creates dumbness? Because that's that's the way people have read it for years. God creates dumbness. God created blindness. See, it says right there that he created blindness. But it doesn't say that he created blindness, but that's how it's been read year after year after year and tradition after tradition after tradition. And it doesn't say that. It says he made the man. Amen? He made the man. Think about that. Think about all the people, the, 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 all the accounts of Jesus. I was going through them of, the, of healing blind people. When he healed blind people. He opened their eyes. Some, some eyes received sight. Some received their sight. What? What? Because sight's a blessing of the Lord. Yes. 
it's, it's a given from creation. It's yours. And you can receive your sight. It's not somebody else's sight. It's your sight. Amen? God made the eyes, and He can heal the eyes. He made the eyes to work. Amen? You guys seeing that? Go, go, let's go to an account. Let's go back to the... Um, go to Matthew 20. It's, in fact, the same book of another account of some blind, blind men getting healed. Matthew 20, verse 31. What, what, what are they doing? They're recovering their sight. They're being restored. Their sight's being restored. They're getting back what they lost. Amen? God didn't take it away from them. God does give and take away. Right? We talked about that. He'll give you healing and take away sickness. Right? He'll remove your sin as far as the, from the east to the west and fill you with the Holy Ghost. Huh? He's a giver and a taker. He takes your junk and He gives you good stuff. We're doing good, right? Amen. Hey, these, these things are what enable us to receive at a higher level. Amen? When we begin to know how much God loves us and how much His plan included healing for us. Guess what? Your healing wasn't just bought when Jesus died on the cross and took the stripes on His back. He went clear back to the foundations of the earth. Amen? And, and purchased our salvation. That, that's when your healing started before time began. That, that's how long we've been healed. Amen? We've been healed a really long time. We've been healed a lot longer than people even know. Right? And healing is the normal. Being healed is normal. Right? Not having leprosy. Normal. Right? What did he say whenever they didn't have it anymore? They were clean. In other words, he removed it from them. Why? Because it didn't belong. So he restored back to the original state. The original state doesn't have leprosy. Amen? The original state of man is perfect. Amen? The original state of man, we were designed to recover. We were designed to get better. Right? By a really, really wise God. Amen? Glory to God. Did I say go to Matthew 20, verse 31? It says, in the multitude, these guys were screaming and crying and saying, they were screaming and crying the same thing, actually, that the last ones were. You know, you'd think that these were the same guys, but why would they be in the same book twice? So he must have went a lot of places where, where sick people or blind or lame or whatever cried out to him. Why? Why? Not just because they heard that somebody got healed. They heard the Son of David was coming. They heard the Savior, the Messiah, was coming. They, they believed the word that was sent to them in the Old Testament, amen, that said He would come and He would take away the sins, that He would heal, that He was... A, they, they believed in the word, amen? So they, they believed in who He was. And they cried out to Him and they said, Have mercy on us, O Lord. They're already calling Him Lord. Wow, what must you do to be saved? Confess Jesus Christ as Lord. 
They said, have mercy, have mercy on us, O Lord, son, thou son of David. What do they say again? Show us your goodness. Show us your love. What, what are they counting on again? What is their faith in? Is it in just his ability or in his mercy? You know, God, you know, you got people all over the world that believe God can heal. But how many believe he loves you so much that he refuses not to heal you? That's the one, you, you know, I know how many? Everyone that's healed. That's how many. That he loves you so much that he refuses not to heal you. In fact, is he loved you so much that he put healing in place for you before you needed healing. Just like salvation. Amen? Because he loved you so much. And when we believe in this love, then, then we call on this love and we receive from our faith in this God of love that desires us to be well. Amen? Well is a good way to be. It is a good way to be. I remember uh, Miss Gloria had that series out and we must have pirated it as much as we pirated Brother Morse. <laughs> God wants you well is what it was called then. I don't know what it's called now, but it's called God wants you well. And man, we tended, we we'd go through the hospital and see people, and we handed them that and handed them that. I don't know how many people heard it or listened to it or received from it, but it was there. Amen. God's word is here, and it's available for us to receive from. It's available tonight. If you got something working in your body that's not supposed to be there, His Word and His love are available tonight just as they were back then, just as it was in this account right here. You can be made whole. Amen? You can recover all. And, and you know, we've gotten used to only having part anyway. You know, we, we kind of walked around being okay with not recovering all. Right? You know... I feel pretty good except this twinge in my back, you know? And, you know, it's not really keeping me from doing anything. So I'm just going to go ahead and have a twinge in my back. And, you know, the devil has lied us into just being able to do, to do these things, you know? You know, the doctors say I'll be okay. I'm not going to die. I just won't feel very good for the rest of my life. <laughs> and, you know, they've done all they can do, right? And they're telling you the truth. They're being quite honest with you. You know, as far, far as we know, this is where you're going to be. And they're right. Unless we receive from the Son of David, the Savior. Amen? When we decide to receive from the Savior what He's got for us, then we go to a different level. The twinge in our back no longer has to be there. People say, well, I'll just fight through it. Don't fight through it. Recover! Right? I don't want to fight through it. I want to recover. I'm tired of putting up with stuff just because I've got used to putting up with stuff. Amen? And it's like we don't even notice anymore. You know, and then if you stop for just a minute, oh yeah, I don't really feel that great today. Well, go ahead and feel great. Right? There's not a day that God said, well... You're going to have your ups and your downs, you know. Good days, bad days, you know. Some days I'll be there, some days I won't. He's always there. 
And the blood of Jesus never loses its power. It never goes one day where it says, well, you know, you sinned a little bit yesterday. You're going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can't just go messing up and expect not to hurt. You're going to have to hurt over this one. The blood doesn't lose its power. We lose our confidence in the blood's power. And when we lose our confidence, we allow things in that God wouldn't allow. Amen? That don't, so that don't mean you can go around sinning and expect your confidence to be high enough to receive, right? But the blood didn't lose its power. Where were we? Matthew 20? Have mercy on us, O Lord, Son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What, what will you that I, do, that I would, shall do unto you? And they said, That our eyes may be open. In other words, they didn't go to him and said, We got bad eyes, God. You know, you didn't give us good eyes to start with. Could you give us good eyes now? They said that our eyes be open. What were they literally saying? They're saying, You didn't create junk, so open these up. Right? I mean, that, that's so many times what we need to say when sickness or disease tries to attack us. We need to say, you know what? This isn't of God. I don't think I'll have this. You know, you know what the word healing, one of the, one of the definitions in the Strong's Concordance for healing is? Relieve from disease. In other words, it's like Jesus came and said, I'm going to relieve you disease from them. You go. You'll no longer need to be here anymore. He relieved them from disease. That could be one of our R's, huh? Remove, relieve, restore. <laughs> After all that, we'll just rejoice. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Relieve from disease. <laughs> that, I, you can be healed. You want to be healed? You want to be relieved from disease? <laughs> right? Anything that takes away your ease is disease, right? In other words, it should be easy, and if it's not, then that's diseasy. That's a new word, diseasy. We don't want diseasy. We want ease, right? Not lack of ease. I don't like lack of ease. Sounds like some kind of foreign country, doesn't it? Lack of ease. <laughs> Let's go to lack of ease tomorrow. Let's never go to lack of ease. Let's stay on ease. Amen? Because that's what God has for us. He has ease, not disease. And and He relieves us from disease. How does He do that? He gives you ease. Right? And And He took... Your place, right? One of the definitions for relieve is like when you go relieve somebody from what they're doing and you take their place. He took our place. He relieved us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when, when sin happened, we had a duty to be sick. He relieved us of that duty. Forever and ever and ever and ever, you will never have a duty to be sick ever again in your life. He relieved you from that duty. He took over forever. And He took that down to the pit and the hell and He left it there. And we don't have to have it no more. Amen? But we're not getting through this story very fast, are we? 
They said unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be open. And Jesus did what? Had compassion. What? Love. They asked for love. Jesus gave them love. And, and compassion healed them. He had compassion. He touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight. What did what, they get? They recovered what they didn't have. They began to work the way they were supposed to. Right? You know, a lot of times we dance and shout over miracles. We ought to dance just over normal because that's the way we're supposed to be. When we feel good, that's when we should rejoice. Why? Because that's when God's working the greatest in your life because there's other things coming against you that don't want you to feel good. It's great and we should rejoice over miracles, but that just miracles just bring you back to normal. When you're a Christian, miracles bring you back to who you are. Right? Right? If if you get if you get your heart completely restored to the state that it was supposed to be in when God created you, then what you got is back to normal. Right? So what we're rejoicing about is that God's bringing us back to who we were to start with. Amen? Health is normal for the Christian. So when something comes against us, we say, that's not normal. We, sh- we should treat it like, what in the world? How did that even get in here? Does it, it, it almost like it must not know who I am. Sickness trying to come through my door, disease trying to get in my body, it can't possibly know who I am. So let me remind it. I am the redeemed of Christ. I am saved and whole. I've been healed by the blood. I am forever seated with Christ in heavenly places and am heir to all things. He doesn't know who I am. I'm a child of the Most High. And, and that's the thing. We should treat sickness like that. We're like, what, what are you doing at my door? Right? Did, did you not see the no solicitor sign? Yeah. We, we don't take solicitors from hell. Go, go peddle your stuff somewhere else. Because we ain't taking it today. And, and, you know, we've got to get that strong. We've got to get that strong just to be normal. Why? Because normal for us is good. When somebody says, how do you feel today? You don't say, all right. You say, man, I, I feel amazing. They're like, you're kidding. You know, when, when you tell people you feel amazing, they go, really? Let's get away from him. He's a little weird. Amazing should be how we feel. We're strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. If you're strong in the Lord, you're not, you're not walking in your flesh. Your strength is in Him. Amazing is normal for you. Amen? And their eyes were opened. Their eyes received what they didn't have. They had everything. They were in the right place. They just couldn't see. And God said... Just what he said to Moses, I created the eyes. I can make them see. I created them to see. Huh? And he saw, and they saw. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You know what? That can happen with anything. Right? You know, you know a lot of people say, well, I'm getting old. 
hearing's kind of going. What? God didn't create our hearing to go. No, we recover all. You're in a constant state of recovery. You're not in a state of loss. You're in a state of recovery. Right? We're getting back what, what, what tried to be lost, what was lost. We get it back. People say, what are you doing today? I'm going to recover some more stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, we should just go to God's body shop every day. What needs restored today, God? Because I know you're in the restoration business. But, but see, we've been trained by the world that that's just okay. You know, you're getting a little older. You know, you've got to lose some hearing. Yeah, it's not a big deal. You probably don't want to listen as much anyway. <laughs> you know, I've been listening on nigh on 90 years now. I don't need to listen no more. We don't have to accept less than normal. Normal for a Christian is the best all the time, every day of your life. Right? We're not looking for signs of, of degradation. We're looking at signs of moving on and up. You know, we're, we're, we, we want to walk this whole thing out. And when, and when the report comes back to us bad, we'll say, you know what, I, I understand that report, but that's not the report I have. Amen. <laughs> I understand what they're saying, but that's not what the Word's saying. And we've got to believe that Word more than anything else. And we've got to believe that He sent that Word because He loved us. And He desired. He knew we'd need it. Right? He knew. Why? Because He knew what sin would cause. Right? So He sent His Word and healed us. Amen? And saved us from all our destructions. Glory to God. Their eyes were opened. And they received their sight. Let's look at one more. One more, I think. One more. Somewhere in here. Yeah, Mark 10. Mark 10. Again, blind man chasing him down. That's a good thing. You know, people that don't feel good shouldn't run away from God. They should run to Him. You know, people get mad at God. And they say, I don't know why I have to feel bad. And they blame God because they feel bad. Blaming your answer really is not good. You know, if you blame the only one that can help you, you're in a very helpless state. Amen? We want to stay on this Word. Stay with what He says. No matter what we feel. You know, that, that song that uh, Mrs. Moore played last week. It doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. The Word is more real. The Word is more true. And, and that's, what we, that's what I was saying earlier. We've got to make this Word true. Not just a story. This, this, is, this is truly God speaking to us. And, he said, and, and sickness tried to hit me one day. And God said, Dave, I sent my Word. This is the Lord God Almighty talking to you. He says, Jack, Jack, I sent my word and I healed you. 
Glory to God. And that's how real it's got to be. The Father Himself standing before you, sickness coming this way, Him coming this way, and He says, I sent my word, and I healed you, and I saved you from your destructions. Amen. He did. He sent His word, and He healed us. Glory to God. And He did it because He wanted us healed. Right? It wasn't just a novel idea he came up with one day. He said, yeah, I'm going to do this and see how many people grab hold of it. He spoke it just like he spoke, let there be light. He was just as serious when he said, I sent my word and healed you, as he was when he said, light be. And I don't think light argued with him. Amen? And if we sit back and we try to question that out in our mind, yeah, but man... I know this person. Man, they were a good person, and I know they were believing. Do you? Now, the the guys we talked about earlier, Jesus said, have what you believe. And they were all healed. So what we saw was what they believed. Right? We didn't just see what God could do. We saw what they believed. We did see what God could do, but we saw what they believed. Amen? That's important to recognize because we saw so much more than just what God could do. We saw what they believed and how much God could do with what you believe. Amen? Glory to God. Where did I say go? Mark 10? He said, And Jesus answered and said unto him, what, what, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, That I might receive my sight. Now, that's pretty bold, isn't it? Go right up to God and say, I want my sight. Now, this is somebody that knew, because he's not not saying, I want some sight. He's saying, this is mine. What's he saying? I want to recover this. This is mine. You got this for me. It's mine. You made eyes to see. These eyes should be seeing. Amen? And so I want my sight. I would like to receive my sight. Right? He didn't just ask for any sight. He wanted his sight. What health are you receiving? Your health. Why? It's the health that Jesus bought back for you. Right? He bought your health back. <laughs> you look at me like a deer in the headlights. Let me go over here. It was your health. Right? It's our health. He got it back for us. Health was always ours. Sin took it away. It's still ours today. Why? Because Jesus brought it back. He reinstated the health plan of God. Amen? It's a good health plan. He reinstated it. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Where was I? Oh, he said, I want to receive my sight. And Jesus said, unto him, go, go your way, your faith. What are, what are we seeing now? What he believed. Not just what Jesus could do. He knew what Jesus could do. Therefore, he, he believed before he asked. He believed in what Jesus could do and got what he believed. 
He not only believed in what He could do, He believed in what He would do for Him. He believed it so much that He chased Him down. Amen? It's the people that are unwilling not to get it that get it. Does that make sense? Unwilling not to get it. Now, don't get me wrong. In this day and time, you get people too close to heaven, they may, they may lose their willingness to stay here real quick. Right? Yeah, you get, you get too close to that. You know, I heard a lot of people say, well, they just love me so much, I can't believe they'd go. <laughs> they love God more. You know, God told me that about my mom because, you know, some, some people in our family said, I just, you know, I can't believe she goes. She loved them and her grandkids. And, the, and I'm like, no, she loved God most. She lo- he was everything to her and one taste and she was out of here. Amen. 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 But she didn't say, well, God just doesn't want to heal me. It's my time to go. She fought for healing the whole time. She got too close to God. Quit fighting. Said, what am I fighting this for? Yeah. <laughs> right? Stay here, go, woo. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Lord. But we got things to do here. We got things to do here. It's not time to go. Stay, stay your course. And immediately after Jesus said, Your faith has made you whole, he received his sight. Now, did God have His sight waiting back in a bag somewhere? said, you know, if He ever asks, I'm going to give this to Him. He had sight all along. He just had to receive it. It was His. There are things that are ours by birthright. We have a birthright, a rebirthright, if you will. A reborn again birthright. You were born again and now you have a birthright to be healed. Amen? You have a birthright for your body to work properly all the days of your life. Yes. Yeah. When the devil says, what makes you think you ought to have this? Say, I'm his. You know, because he's looking for a really, you know, you to give him some wise answer and, and pop off 65 scriptures as to why you should have it. And there's one answer, you're his. That's why you should have it. It's your inheritance. You say, well, you don't deserve the inheritance. Yeah, I do. He made me. He made me worthy. Yeah, you know, you know, we don't have to count on what we've done. We count on what He did, and then we do what we do because of what He did. Amen. We become who we are because He became for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And healed is normal for us. Healed is the way we were created, recreated in Christ to be. Amen? Does that sound right? Sounds right to me. Glory to God. Go to Mark 1. We're just looking at healing events. Because they're not stories. They are events. Everything that you read about Jesus really happened, and we only read just this much. In those four Gospels, it says that in the book of John that he did so much stuff that it couldn't be written in all the books in all the world. Can you imagine how much... What His days were full. You know, people think he just walked around and stopped every now and then, healed a few people. He healed people all day. 
He delivered people all day. Right? He came. That was his prayer. I mean, when John said, how do I know? How do I know who you are? Are you the one? What did he say? He didn't say, sure I am. Yes, John, I am. No. They said, he said, go tell John. My mom used to sing that all the time. Remember that? Go tell John what you hear and see. You guys don't know that. Yeah. Yeah, she used to sing that to us. He said, he said, here's what you go tell them. The blind see. The lame walk. Well, what's he saying? He's saying, look at the evidence. Look at the truth. You don't, you don't even have to hear me say yes. This is how you know I am who I am. Amen? Amen. And, and, I mean, these, these, this is what Jesus did all day long. He, he didn't have to say, well, remember that guy a couple months ago that came up and, and he needed to be healed and we healed him? That, that's it. No, because he just healed somebody just a second ago. Why? Because that's what he did. Yes. And that's what he's still doing. That's right. That's what he's still doing in this room today, from this side to this side, on the Internet, in Sarasota. He's healing people. He's healing bodies right now. It's what he does. He's restoring you back to your original condition, which was health, which was life. He's bringing you back to who you are in Christ. Glory to God. We don't have to sit here and say, well, you just don't understand... I don't need to understand. I know God loves you. I know He sent His Word and healed you. And I know He wants you well more than you want to feel good. Amen? I know He does. And they say, well, have you experienced that all your life? It doesn't matter. I'm not going by experience. I'm going by the Word. It's way more experienced than I am. It goes back before the foundation of the world that it created. How much more experience do you need? People say, well, we got over a hundred years of experience here. Well, we got over how many ever the world is. That's a lot. He went back further than sin. So we know we got experience before sin. Glory to God. Did I say go to Mark 1? Then yep. there came a leper to, leper to him. Mark 1, 40, verse 40. Beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying unto him, If you will, you can make me clean. He knew he could. He just wanted to know his will. God's kind, didn't he? You know what? You may not know everything. Ask God. He said, he said he, this guy was honest. He said, if you will, I know you can make me clean. If you will. If you want to, you can make me clean. Jesus said, I want to. That's what he said. That's what he would say to every person that asks. He's no respecter of persons. If you go to God and, and you don't know any better than to say, if you will, you could make me clean. What, what really was Jesus saying? He's saying, clean's the way you're supposed to be. Right? That's the way you were created, is to be clean. Right? Leprosy's not... You weren't created... You know, people say, well, you were born that way. No! You were reborn in the image of God. God don't got no leprosy. 
Good English or not, he don't got none. Right? He's not dibbying out a little bit here and there to teach you something. <laughs> People are sitting there saying, well, what about Mary? What about Mary? She, let the, she opened the door, not God. You open the door, you think the devil ain't coming in? And he, he's, gonna, he's, he's looking for a way in to discredit God's people. To discredit God. To get people to believe junk. And people believe junk all over the world today. Right? They believe you got to have the flu in flu season. You, you know, I, know, I remember the first time me and Rick were teaching in a Bible study that you don't have to that you don't have to be sick ever. And somebody piped up and said, well, how are you going to die? I'm like, wow! You literally believe you got to be sick to die! That They were being serious. That's what they believe. That's what people believe. Right? You, if you can't die unless you're sick, you know, eventually you'll just leave. Right? You'll be done. Right? Right? It wasn't the act or the sword or whatever that killed Paul. Paul quit. He said, I'm leaving. Fought the fight. I'm gone. People say, oh, they killed him. No, he quit. If they hadn't killed him, he'd probably left. He was done. You know, there's testimony after testimony. That people say, yeah, I'm done. I'm going to go home tomorrow. And they go and they get in their chair and they leave. There is a way to do it. But don't get me wrong. You, you know, don't, don't, you know, you want to go back to what the Moore said last week. It's not, you want to go up to people's stuff, you just had faith, if you just had this, if you just, it's not about that. You ain't been in their shoes. You don't know what they're having to believe for. Right? Amen? You don't just go up to people and say, well, you're that way because you don't believe. You don't got enough faith. No. You would be an encourager, not a discourager. Because that would totally discourage me. And then the devil would help the devil would help you. He'd go, you know, they're right. You don't have any faith at all. Be like that little guy sitting on your shoulder. And the guy in the white coat would be saying, I got nothing. Why? Because you're believing this guy. I got nothing to say. If you will, you can make me clean. Jesus said, yeah, that's what I want. What happened? They both started wanting the same thing. What He wanted what God wanted for him. And he found out that God wanted it for him. Man, when you find out that God wants you to have it, you're on the road to having it. Because the biggest lie of the devil is that God don't want you to have it. You haven't been this. You haven't done that. Now you got to read more scriptures. You got to do this. You got to. You ain't got to do nothing. Amen. He did it. Yes, sir. The reason you read scriptures is so you can believe what He did. It brings faith. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That's why you read your scriptures. Not so you can say, I read my scriptures, God. I just don't understand why I'm not healed. I read them every day. I've got them on the hood. I've got them in the refrigerator, the mirror. I get them in my car on the rearview mirror. I have to pull it down so I can see behind me. 
That's called works, guys. He did the work. He finished it from the foundation of the world. It's finished. We're healed. The devil's got nothing to say about it if we'll stay on it. He doesn't get a choice. Amen? He doesn't get a choice. We got the choice. We got the choice. Amen? And as soon as he had spoken, Jesus had spoken, immediately what? The the leprosy departed. It was removed. Amen? This is a removal job. We've had some restoring jobs. We've had some recouping jobs or recovering. This is a removal. Right? This is what God does. He removes things that don't belong. He adds things you're supposed to have. Right? Yeah. And He restores you back to your original condition. Right? But what you got to do is get a vision of who you are in Christ. That's your original condition. Who you are in Christ. You're the healed. You're, you're, the, you're the whole. You're the one that He loves. You're the one that He desires to be well. He's created you in His image. Right? He recreated you in His image. You think He's got any sickness in Him? Think He wakes up and says, Ooh, Ooh gout. Got the gout. What is gout anyway? Oh, I'm probably holding my back and gout somewhere completely different. I have no idea. You know why? Because I ain't having no gout. Probably people out there saying, how'd he get gout in his back? Oh, no. <laughs> that Dave's really messed up. Woo. <laughs> as soon as he had spoken, as soon as Jesus, did he say, be gone? He just said, be clean. What was he saying? Return to your normal state. He didn't say leprosy go. He said, you be clean. Why? Because that's who you are. He, all He did was restore Him to who He was. If you've got things in your life that don't belong there, we have the Restorer. We have the Restorer. And He says, I know how you're supposed to be. Let me fix you. Huh? You, know, you, you, don't, you don't take like a Chevy to the Ford dealership and say, fix that just like a Ford. Right? Because you're going to get some kind of messed up looking vehicle. Right? Take your stuff to God. He made you. He can fix you just like you're supposed to be. It doesn't matter what part ain't working right. He made it. He can make it work right. He'll restore. He'll recover. He'll remove. You know, it's like when you get in an accident and the stop sign's stuck through the top of the hood and the, the, the fender's dented in and the engine's messed up. He, he'll take away the stop sign. He'll pull out the dents. He'll fix the engine. And it'll be better than it was before. Because He restores things back to their original condition. And the original condition is the way He sees you. See yourself the way He sees you. You know, Brother Moore's got a, a song that says, he, I see me as healed. That's how God sees you. So what he's saying is, I see me the way God sees me. You know, if you wake up in the morning and you say, boy, God, I'm sick. And he says, I don't see it. 
You tell, you tell God how sick you are? He says, I don't see that. Why? Because he, he sees us through the blood of Jesus. And through the blood of Jesus, we are saved and restored and healed and whole. We're righteous. When you, when you say, I'm, I'm just no good, God, he says, I don't see it. I don't see it. And that's what you should say when the devil tells you those lies. No, you're no good. Why, what are you, why would you think you could get something from God? You did this and this and this. He said, I don't see it. Why? Because you're looking at Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. In other words, the end of your faith is Jesus. What He looks like and what you look like through Him is who you are. Amen? Glory to God. God takes away things. He, he, he just said, be clean. What did He say? Be who you are. That's what He was saying when He said, be healed. Be, be who you are. Healed. That's you. He didn't say get healed. He said be healed. Right? He said be clean. Why did he say be clean? He didn't say get clean. Did he say get clean? Let me read it again. Nope. He said you be clean. Why? Because that's who you are. He said let me restore you back to your original position. Clean. Right? If you're dirty and you take a shower, guess what? You're restored back to your original condition of clean. Dirt was added. Right? See, the devil tries to add things. He tries to take things away. But those are all things that God gave us or God will take away. They're not stuff that we're supposed to have. The devil's stuff ain't our stuff. And we don't got to play around with it. Amen? We don't got to play around with it. And the good news is people we know don't have to play around with it either. Because we are God's people. Amen? Amen. And, and, and we know that who we are, and because we know who we are, there are signs that follow us. Just like when Jesus said to John's people, go tell John what you hear and see. When people come and say, now, is that Dave? Is, is he Christian? I should say, you know what? The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. What? Well, you think you're going to like Jesus? That's who He made me to be like. Right? The captives are delivered. Right? The bruised are set at liberty. We're making it easy, not diseasy. Amen? Not only do we get to be healed, we get to walk around in that kind of a power with healing in our wings. Amen? Glory to God. It's a good thing. Look at Mark 16. Whew, I like this. It's nothing like what I thought it would be. But it's a lot like I dreamed. God helps us so much. He helps us so much. Well, you're going to Mark 16. I'm going to read Luke 4.18. This is, this is what Jesus said about Himself. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. How many people have the Spirit of the Lord in them now? Uh, okay, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me to preach the Gospel to the poor. Preach the Gospel to the poor. Well, what's He doing? He's relieving them of their poorness. He's giving them the good news. Right? He's relieving them of having to be poor. Right? One R right there. He's relieving them. 
He said, uh, He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He's relieving them of being brokenhearted. Remember, brokenhearted's not necessarily hurt all the time. Brokenhearted, a broken heart can't believe. Right? Well, everything we do, we do with our heart. And if our heart's broke, it won't work right. So what did he come to do? He came to heal your heart. Why? So that it'll work right. Because with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. Huh? With the heart is where you have faith. So if you have a broken heart, it, it won't have faith. Right? Well, good news. He came to heal your broken heart. So now your heart can believe. Amen? Now your heart can do things that it couldn't do before. When we receive Jesus, all of a sudden we get a hope that we never had before. Why? Because now we can have a hope. Now we can have a plan. Now we can have faith. Now we can have love. Amen? Broken hearts don't hold love. They despise love. Right? You ever seen somebody that's broken hearted? I'll never love again. I hate him. I hate her. You ever seen somebody that's broken hearted over something God didn't do for them? Huh? Well, it's sad. Why? Because they're broken hearted over God. And they really say, I can't love anymore. I can't trust. I can't forgive. Boy, if you can't do all those things, you really don't have love anymore. Amen? Healed hearts. That's what Jesus created. Healed hearts. Hearts that can believe unto righteousness, unto salvation, unto the goodness of God. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. He healed their heart. He relieved their heart from being broken. He He preached deliverance to the captives. He released people. He made them free. Amen? And recovering of sight to the blind, he, re- he restored and recovered. He restored the captives. He, they're no longer captives. Right? When, when you make somebody that's a slave not a slave anymore, you restore them to normal life. Amen? Because nobody's created to be a slave. They're created to be free. Amen? And he restored captives. Glory to God. Set at liberty them to set at liberty them that are bruised. Amen. In other words, make people free, restore, recover, relieve, remove. That's our God. That's what He does. Amen. Mark sixteen, verse seventeen. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Them that believe what? Huh? Them that believe. In God, them that believe in who they are through Christ, them that believe. Christians. These signs will follow Christians. Right? Christians who believe. And people say, ah, who knows we're called Christians? <laughs> well, if you're arguing over that, then you really don't want to read this verse anyway because you're busy arguing over why we're called Christians. Have you ever noticed that most arguments are just there to keep you away from the real truth? Because you, you look at their argument and you're like, now why are we arguing about this while people need love? Right? Well, why are we arguing about what you believe the Scripture says when people need salvation? Hmm? Isn't it arguing, you know, 
is not arguing is not what we do anyway. If you're arguing, you're doing something outside of love. You say, well, God, ar- God didn't argue. God's always right. Why has he got to argue? <laughs> he don't argue at all. It says reason together. Reasoning and arguing are not the same thing. Reasoning are taking two thoughts and seeing which one works together or not. <laughs> okay, go, don't go there anymore. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they'll cast out devils. What will they do? They'll free people. They'll relieve them of something that's hindering them. Why? Because we're just like Him. Amen? They'll cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Why? Because we're born again. we got a new way of talking. Amen? It's not just speaking in the Holy Ghost. It's saying things the right way. A lot of people say, yeah, that's all talking about speaking in the Holy Ghost. No, that's talking about saying right words instead of saying... That's called rightly dividing the word of truth is what it is. You remember we were in church one time and and uh, I, somebody was believing for something. I said, yeah, say, yeah, say it just that way. And they said, yeah, we want to stay positive. And my mom looked at him and said, do better than stay positive. Rightly divide the word of truth. Right? It's not just staying positive. It's saying what God says and believing what He said it for. Amen? They'll speak with new tongues. We'll say, we'll say words of love. Why, why will we speak with a new tongue? Because while other people are cursing you and telling you bad things, we'll be loving them and telling them you can do it. Huh? That's a new tongue. People aren't used to hearing that. They're used to say, we give up on you. We don't know it. And somebody else comes and says, we'll never give up on you. Come on. They'll say, that's a new tongue. Woo! A <laughs> love tongue. Glory to God. Verse 18. They shall take up serpents. I don't believe that means got to carry it around the snakes. I don't like snakes, guys. I believe that means just what happened to Paul. Snake bit him, he took him, threw him out, and it didn't hurt him. Said if you hurt, if you drink any deadly thing, that doesn't mean you go looking for deadly things to drink. All right? That means if you do, you're going to get mercy. Amen. If you do, it won't hurt you. Why? Because you're in Christ. You're in Christ. You've got a higher level of what you're doing. And this next one is the big one. It says, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It doesn't say you'll lay hands on the sick and recover them. It says you'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen? We should start expecting to lay hands on people. And if you don't see something immediately, that doesn't mean they're not recovering. Amen? Sometimes recovery starts from the inside out. In fact, it's almost always. Why? Because it's an interior problem. Amen? And we should believe. And it doesn't say they might recover. It says they shall recover. Christians should have such faith in their God and not only what God would do for them, but what God would do through them. Amen? That when we walk into hospitals and we pray, we leave in faith. Amen? We leave in faith that they shall recover. And when people say how they do, they say they're recovering. How do you know? Because the Word said. Well, what would they look like? I don't know. The Word said they were recovering. It doesn't say that they could recover. It says they shall. It says that they must recover. Amen? Amen. 
And if you've had somebody lay hands on you, we should start saying it just like that. Man, they laid hands on me. I must recover. Force yourself. Say, body, you got to recover now. Had hands laid on us by a Christian who believed. You might as well start getting better now because you're recovering. You don't get an option in this. We shall lay hands on... That's what Jesus did. He laid hands on the sick and they shall recover. What happened? They got their sight back. They got made clean. What? They got made clean. They got it. They recovered. Everything that Jesus did... We get. We get to do these things. If something's going on in your life, recover your health. You don't have to get rid of sickness. Recover your health. If you recover your health, sickness won't have a place to stay. Amen? That's what we're doing. We're recovering our health. It's ours. We're getting back our sight. We're we're not losing our hearing. Why? It's my hearing. You can't have it. Well, but I listen to loud music all my... I don't care. It's my hearing. You can't have it. People say, wow, you don't know. I grew up in the 60s and 70s. I burned out a lot of cells. (laughs) Recover those cells. For you that don't know what that means, good. (laughs) Don't. Glory to God. We serve a good God. He wants us well. He wants us well more than we want to be well. Amen? He, he wants us well as much as He wants us saved. And in doing so, He said the very same thing in John 3.16 that He said in Psalm 107, verse 20. It's the very same Scripture. In John 3.16, it said, For God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes on Him shall not perish, be destroyed, That's what that means, be destroyed, but have everlasting life, which is health and everything that goes with it. It's the very same verse as Psalm 107.20 that says, I sent my word, who descend Jesus, His only begotten Son, that's His word, and I healed them. I healed them. We're healed. We have healing. We have it for us. We have it for others. We don't have to sit back and wonder if God wants us well. He wants us well. And if we'll grab a hold of that tonight, if you'll stand up, stand up with me right now. If we, when you stand up tonight, if you realize that these aren't stories, they're not fables, they're not little wise sayings, He sent His Word and healed them, is not a wise saying, it's a truth. It's a truth that makes us free. What's it make us free to do? To be healed. We weren't free to be healed before. So He said, I'm going to make you free. I'm going to send My Word and heal you. Even though they're your destructions, I'm going to send my word and heal you. And he freed you from being sick. And tonight, I don't care if it's the smallest hangnail to the biggest thing that that, that everybody says there's never been a cure for that. Guess what? There's a cure for everything. And it's Jesus Christ. He cured it all on the cross And we are cured forever. 
Amen? Amen. And don't sit there and wonder, well, why didn't this person, why didn't that person? That You're not going to know this. Just, just you know, Mrs. Morrison, get, get last week Friday night's CD. It will change your life forever. You'll quit. You won't even ask why ever again. Because you'll, you'll realize it's just the devil trying to keep you from what's yours. Why is the greatest hindrance to healing there ever was? Why? Because it completely train wrecks your faith. Because while you're sitting there saying why, you're not believing. Amen? We serve a good God. A good God that wants us well. And if you're in here tonight, it's like I said earlier, in Sarasota here on the internet, from this side of the room to that side of the room, the healing power of God is at work. Over the internet, it's at work. And He's making people well. He's restoring them back to their original state before sin, before sickness, before, before anything else. He's restoring you back to your normal state, which is well. So when people say, why do you tell me you're well all the time? You can say, because that's my normal state. Why do you say you're healed all the time? That's my normal state. Why do you say you're doing good and prosperous all the time? It's my normal state. Right? It's who I am because of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. You guys got a song tonight? Yeah.